0: Rich, can I start by asking you to define for us what you think a soap opera is? Uh, Well, I think the majority of viewers will know it, but uh, it's uh, it's probably something, it's a form of drama that 20 million viewers love and uh, a few critics love to hate, I suppose, but uh, it's just a form of entertainment, dramatic entertainment, that uh, uh, serves a need in the community. Are oh, you sick of something?
1: No. Just a Where are you going? I'm
0: for Julie. She's gonna give me a lift to 10. Rest in peace, Reg Watson. A tribute to the man who brought Neighbours, Prisoner, and Crossroads to our screens and Hearts Forever. What an absolute Aussie icon and general television icon, Reg Watson. I mean, without him, Neighbours wouldn't have been created, which is a show which impacts my life in so many ways. It brings me everything that was described there about what a soap opera is. That's what I absolutely love for it. It's got a huge place in my heart and really sad to see that he's passed.
1: Yeah, I think there's so many parts of pop culture, society, um, television, film, social media as we know them today, that come from things like watching Neighbours watching soap, routines, what we see on television, how we act, how what we wear, what we say. Um, And Reg was one of those people who was able to encapsulate that. And many people have commented that his magic was in working out what audiences wanted to see. And often, you know, he had critics because of that, but he knew what people wanted to watch. And I think he was so passionate about bringing that to screen uh, you know, in the early days, uh, he was influenced by Coronation Street in the UK and mm. said that that was a real show, that he loved that family life, that serial, and he wanted to bring that to Australia. And I mean, originally, as um, you know, many fans know, it was going to be called No Through Road, one-way street we ended with ramsey street neighbors slightly snappier name i'd argue yeah, it's a
0: bit crazy that that was even an option when yeah. you really think about it but <laughs> you gotta go through them to get
1: to the best we could be like one-way podcast couldn't we <laughs> very different and there's been some really nice uh messages of condolence online kylie minogue of course who played charlene when the show moved to channel 10 um said, what a legacy Reg Watson leaves. For me and millions of others, neighbours impacted our lives. My thoughts and best wishes to his family and friends. And I think for so many, Kylie as Charlene is an icon and a moment in television history that will go down as one of the biggest. And Reg was so paramount in uh, bringing in those young characters when the show moved to Channel 10. It had been axed People didn't think Neighbours was really going to last. I don't know if he did. And from that moment onwards, it became one of the biggest worldwide exports and
0: biggest things on the planet. But of course, he worked on more shows than just Neighbours. He worked on Prisoner. He worked on Crossroads, like I was saying. In Colette Man, who plays Sheila currently on the show, she tweeted saying, I was lucky enough to be cast in two of the great shows created by the brilliant Reg Watson before the days of the ubiquitous reality boom. I am eternally grateful for his talent and grace. Jay was just a huge kind of TV icon he created and worked on so many shows and developed so many shows. So, oh, he's just the best. So grateful to him.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I do feel quite sad. I think, you know, when we were prepping for today's episode, I felt quite emotional about it, weirdly. And I think he's a name that you recognise kind of subconsciously because you've seen him flash up on your screen so many times. Um, And I just think it's someone who will leave such a lasting legacy of a show going into its 35th year next Ooh. year. Um, what a legacy. And and one of my, my favourite comments about him was that he said um, that he really kind of confused scriptwriters early on because he uh, wasn't going to allow the, the, the central families, the Robinsons, the Clarks, the Ramses, to swear, smoke, drink, uh, take drugs or commit violence. And how things have changed now, but... <laughs> They moved with the times they were never trying to be um excessively dramatic or excessively sexual or excessively violent and actually arguably when the show did go that way it's when it got to its weakest when it went a bit silly and there was explosions all the time and the minute that you bring neighbors back to exactly what those opening lyrics that we've just heard say i think that is the sweet spot of what really makes it you know a brilliant viewing experience
0: I think for anyone who works in like creative industry, um, you know, Reg has created a show which is going into its 35th year. Anyone who creates, that is your aim. You want to create a show that's that long lasting and sticks with people for that long. So I know there'll be loads of people on the show who just kind of look up to him and admire in the same way that I do. Um, Jason Herbertson, the exec producer of Neighbours currently. He tweeted saying, everyone at Neighbours, well commented, sorry, saying, everyone at Neighbours is sad to hear of the passing of our creator, Reg Watson. He was a pioneer of drama, prolific in his output, and by all accounts, a lovely person to work with. His legacy lives on in Ramsey Street to this day. And it does. It's Mm. like what you said. And like, just in a second, when we move into talking about what went on last week, which was loads of stuff, um... All of those, we kind of, when we looked back on it, and we were looking back through Neighbours' old theme tunes and taking a trip down memory lane, like everyone, every Neighbours fan seems to do every now and then. Um, and it made you realise that the main points that he was saying about the central characters and not not smoking and swearing and drinking and all that stuff, and about people coming together and about a suburban street. Those those points are still what keeps the show together
1: today. And yeah, you know, he made comments like, I love how on Ramsey Street it's always clean and they don't litter. And just this week, I we were chatting on Twitter to um, some Neighbours fans who were saying about they didn't like that there was lots of single-use plastic on the show at the moment. And mm. I know some of the cast and the producers have commented and added to that, that tweet and said, uh, actually, Fremantle, the production company, has got a bit of a a campaign that by 2020, there won't be single-use plastic on screen. Yeah. So I do hope that little things like that, I hope that when they happen in the future, I do hope we, we think of Reg and we think that's... Hopefully, where those those impacts come from, and trying to create something that's so magical, and I think it plays into uh, last week's episode of our podcast. If you've listened to it about neighbours being rainy, and I think for Reg, it was this quintessentially magical um suburb that that didn't truly exist, mm. but it existed in all of our minds.
0: Always sunny um, in Erinsborough.
1: Always sunny in Erinsborough, and I, and I think um, you know for Reg, hopefully. Uh, the show will go on for many years to come and, and that will be a, a true part of his brilliant legacy of the things he achieved.
0: Definitely. And as I said, last week's episode did really have a theme of people coming together, if not most easily seen in the BU ball that it was for Erinsborough High student, I mean, it's essentially Neighbours storyline. It was great. It was just so good. It was lovely. I'm lo- Like we said last week, I'm really loving seeing um, Harlow and Mackenzie mm. and Yashvi. I'm loving them as a little uh, a little group at school, um, obviously just, we're seeing a lot more of the school at the moment and what we are seeing, I'm really enjoying the teachers, the ball, you know, we're introduced to background characters at the school really enjoying that. Seeing the girls get ready to go off. It was just, it was classic Neighbours, but also just really good to watch.
1: And there was some really nice creative moments in there. There was some stuff that was like self-shot that felt like it was kind of done on a phone. So it felt very millennial and very kiddie. Yeah. Um, and I think stuff like that was really nice. It's where the directors and the producers and the show seem to have a bit of fun with, you know, trying something a bit different and stylizing it. And as we know, you know, it doesn't always work. But I think for that, that episode, it came across really nicely and, you know, keeping neighbours current and moving and on trend. And I think that plays really well into kind of having the wonderful Georgie Stone as Mackenzie on screen. We've got this fantastic transgender character and this really kind of heartfelt moment where um, she asked her dad to join her for the father-daughter dance.
0: You know that it's the school dance tonight? Yeah. Well, there's going to be this thing...
1: It's a father-daughter dance and some kids are bringing their grandfathers and others are bringing, like, a male role model instead. But I just thought that maybe, if you wanted to, you could come and uh, dance with me. Oh, uh... I I don't know about that. okay. if if you really don't want to. No, it's not a no, just... Just let me think about it, okay? Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I might head off and
0: let you get ready. Mm. Yeah. Say, so Gray. She is such a light and such a talent. I absolutely love Mackenzie on screen. Um, everything she gives, she can give the highs, she can give the lows. When she's having moments where she's worried about her relationship with Hendrix, you really see her as like a teenage girl and then when you see her with her father, you see a real, like, vulnerable side that yeah. seems much more adult than a teenage girl. Someone who's really, like, going through some stuff and the character's got so many dimensions and so many layers, which I really enjoy. Is it weird to say I'm seeing, like, a bit of a Sonya-esque in her? Yeah, I feel a little bit. And you I you think that? it's because she's really caring and she's got a warm heart? I know we're she's... seeing her
1: in the House of Trouser, which yeah. is making it... That's probably why yeah, in my weird, head it's like helping. It's... But, yeah, I just think she's such a brilliant... Um, I'm a complex character and in the way that like mm. you said complex is in there's so many different bits of storylines and I'm loving that you know she's got this interest in Hendrix but also we're seeing her kind of understand her thoughts and feelings towards her dad and then when she danced with Shane at the ball that was like that really lovely yeah, heartfelt moment that. and there's just so many layers there and actually I think in Soap sometimes people are like well if you bring in a transgender character their storyline is that they're transgender and I'm loving that we're seeing Mackenzie yeah, as more a person and we're seeing her as a brilliant character that could bring so much to the show. It's just, it's just great. I love watching it. It makes me really smile.
0: Mm, and I really enjoy the way, like I said before, I really enjoy the way that she bounces off of Yashvi and she bounces off of Harlow. Harlow, I'm obsessed oh. with. I love her. Definitely because she's now been added to the Neighbours Hall of Fame closely alongside Morgana O'Reilly, a.k.a. Naomi Canning. The icon. For the slaps. She slapped Hendrick the slap. you are going to hook up with somebody. Why can't it be your own date? Wow. Like that's any of your business? Yeah. Someone sounds a bit jealous. Yeah. The <sighs> obsessment? <sighs> you can't be serious. Chill. There's plenty to go around.
1: What's going on?
0: I mean, frankly, I would have slapped Hendricks just for what he was wearing. How he won best dressed, well, you know. I know. I love I, I love a slap in soaps because you <laughs> so only you get... see slaps in soaps, I feel like. Or you see it in, like, crazy reality TV yeah, shows where they're going like, nuts. don't like, police dramas, do you? Because they're quite hard to make look not slapstick. Well, I just think slaps are very kind of... They almost feel a bit old-fashioned to me. They're a bit, yeah. like, catty and you just don't see them. But you see them in soaps and I love it when you do. Like, it's quintessential, like, EastEnders. You'd see, like, exactly. someone slapping someone in the Queen yeah. Vic... I feel like Harlow's slap was done with class and done with poise and she knew what she was doing. But also, like, I don't know this, but maybe, like, Hendrix robbed her of her first kiss or something. Maybe that's what come yeah, out. There could be more to come I do think this. there's some kind of, like, chemistry between them. I think the two of them, it will go down that route, definitely. Yeah,
1: I do see them being together, actually. She has
0: got a thing for him. She
1: is that kind of character who's, like, a bit Hermione Granger nerdy. Yeah. But then it also fancies the bad guy a little bit. I am getting that. And also, if we kind of relate it back to her mother, who we've now met as Prue, yeah. um, she seems a bit of a devious character and there's a few layers there. So like father, like mother, maybe.
0: I think there's more to Harlow. I feel like um, she she's really mature because of her mum and situations in the past, but also she's a teenage girl and she's got these feelings, you know, she's... She's into someone she likes, whoever. And yeah, I just think she's going to start exploring that. Love that about her. Hmm. She's the best. Hendrix was dressed awfully though. And Harlow, you can do (laughs) so much better than him. So
1: much better. Well, he was dressed awfully and he has only been at the school for a matter of hours, got invited to the prom, can I just say? Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then he had an absolute meltdown at the prom in front of Pierce, who has gone from zero to 10 on the parenting scale with the help of Carl and Susan. I know we've touched on it, but I just need to say again, the scenes where Susan's kind of like teaching Pierce to be an adult and be a father is it's given me all the kennedy vibes i need in my life Mm -hmm. um so i really enjoyed that and if it's allowing us to have more carl and susan scenes together then i'm all for it
0: yes absolutely
1: (laughs) but yes hendrix had a bit of a meltdown it hasn't come out yet that he's stolen his dad's amex and i'm gonna say amex because that'll be important in a second (laughs) but um he he just kind of took it out on everyone and uh yeah let's have a listen Uh, Some of you may know my dad, Pierce Grayson. He looks like a good guy, right? But guess what? Looks can be deceiving. All right, I think that... And even billionaires can be deadbeat dads. Hendrix. He he doesn't give a stuff about his kids. Just his money. He can get away with anything with a swipe of his black Amex. You are coming with me. And that's how he got his new girlfriend. He paid her to date him. What a loser!
0: maybe that's an australian thing <laughs> you love that don't you i think it's just just like, in the ways uh? we call it i think like you know we're amex of here but that's not the important part. no 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 hendrix yeah. had an absolute meltdown yeah. and pierce yeah is struggling to be a parent bless him it's hard when your child is acting up like hendrix
1: how do we feel about pierce being a dad and how do how do we feel about his storylines at the moment because you know what i think tim roberts is doing a really good job at coming into a soap and he's held his hands up quite Honestly, I feel saying, I'm not not an actor. actor, But he auditioned for the role like everybody else did. And he faced some criticism. And he came out and said, well, I auditioned like everybody else did. And, you know, he got the job. Mm. Um, We're now seeing scenes where he kind of needs to be kind of 100%. How are
0: we finding him on on screen? Um, I think his character yet, at the moment, is yet to show me any, like, more dimensions apart from being one dimensional. I feel Mm. like it's very one note. Pierce is, like, either... Like up here, like, and I'm no acting coach, so go with me. But he's either like up there being like, or he's just very, very monotone playing, getting through. And for me, I'm a bit like, you know, where's your middle grounds? Because I need to see some more emotions from you. I'd love to see Pierce emotionally vulnerable. You know, there's obviously a story to the fact that he had Hendrix when he was very young and he hasn't been part of his life. That must in some way have affected him. I'd love to see some situation where that can come out. And sometimes I think this happens with characters that join the show and they're very new as they don't really strike any of those emotions yet. For me, I felt like it happened with Chloe for quite a while until she started getting storylines where she really, it was mainly the Chelly stuff, where she really got to explore what it was like for her character to feel and behave in a different way. And for Pierce, I kind of feel the same way. I'm hoping we're going to see more of it because at the moment, I really don't enjoy his screen, his scenes on screen being Mm -hmm. a dad because I don't think they've got those layers I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, I'm I think you're totally right. It's not that I don't enjoy the storyline. I think it's that I'm struggling to either feel sorry for him or like when he's was speaking to Susan and Carl like I say and, he, and he's being like I don't know what to do, I kind of don't believe him. I kind of believe like it's all like a joke at the pub. However, on the flip side, going back to Hendrix's meltdown, that's kind of the point of what he's saying that his dad doesn't care. Yeah. So
0: actually, we're seeing what Hendrix is seeing. So I don't know. (laughs) We are. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe, you know, it takes a while to get the chemistry between two actors on screen to really sell that relationship. I'm hoping there'll be a breakthrough point when actually you see a different way that he's behaving. I think also maybe it stands out because Benny, he's playing Hendrix is a really talented actor. He's been on home and away before, isn't he? And I just think he's really good to perform against. So maybe that's what makes Pierce stand out a little bit more, but I'm backing him. I think he's going to be great. I think he is great. Just needs a little bit more. Talking of chemistry on screen,
1: a little duo that definitely have had it over the last few days. Scarlet and Ned. I
0: know, and not by his choice, may I add. Been Nashvi, forced upon him. Nashvi <laughs> is a. Uh, it's no more, is it? Oh, I know. No more. Because Medley Scarlet storyline. I know. Well, I'm really loving Yashvi, and actually, I really like Yashvi and Ned. Yeah. Um, because I do think Yashvi is quite immature. And so I think it brings that whole kind of, that's obviously a problem, but they're working through it. Mm. But I did enjoy this breakup, mainly because I absolutely love Scarlett and I'm really obsessed with her. You love a
1: psycho character. You love a Nanny Alice, uh, you know, to talk of recent ones. I think a lot of people online are really sick of her from what I've been reading. And they're like, get rid of her. But sometimes I find, are those comments more like, get rid of her, I don't like her, she's nasty. Or is it, get rid of her, I can't stand seeing her on screen? Because there's a big difference there, isn't there? There's like a, you can hate a character, but they're brilliant on screen. Like, Paul could, Paul used to be very evil, but I didn't want him to ever
0: leave the show. Well, I feel Do like, like this I mean? is a classic case of two things. I think this is like, um, people necessarily might not want her on screen because she's playing this annoying, grating character. Like, her voice is frustrating, and the way she is, is an annoying character. She's doing it really well. But then also, I think so many people watch soaps and stuff and you just get a little bit obsessed with a little couple on the street that you just love. And then you think, oh, I want them to just stay that way and wrap them in cotton wool. But, you know, this is what you watch stuff for. Nashville, need to have breakups and makeups to make them a really cool couple to see on screen. Just like Carl and Susan. God, how many times have they broken (laughs) up? And Every time people go, I hate this. I want Izzy Hoyland off the screen. She's awful. But you're like... Well, no, because you're obsessed with her. Because we all are. We're obsessed with the story. And I'm obsessed with Scarlet because she's bringing that element to Nashville.
1: It's a really good point because obviously it was Carl and Susan's anniversary uh, last week, I think it was. Mm. And a lot of people online, like you're saying, were saying, I never want to see Izzy again. She's a this. But as you say, it's that moment of like, yes, she is all those things. And that's what makes her brilliant. Yeah. Um, You love to hate her. That's the thing. That's the thing. People hate Scarlet, but they love to hate Scarlet. So we don't know how long Scarlett's going to be with us for, and I don't mean she's going to be killed by Yashvi, but that could be a twist. Do we think her and Ned are going to like see eye to eye? Is it going to end in like a hostage situation? Like what's going to happen?
0: Um, I think she's going to get caught out fairly soon because she's in some serious hot water, and I think at some point someone's going to catch her out. Someone's and going to notice that this is all too convenient. Amy's being a bit coy yeah, to it. But Detective all Amy being a little bit sus. Mm. Maybe it'll just be a shock, and maybe Kyle will be the one who goes, oh you know, that's Scarlet and just like susses mm. it himself because he's the one at the moment, he's playing dumb, isn't he? And he can't see it. Or Le- uh, not Leo, RIP Leo, he's not dead, but he has he's dead to the show.
1: David might. Um, yeah. Because David seems, he he gets a bit cottoned onto things
0: and think a people will be will like, twig. boo, don't worry about it. Boo,
1: something else, boo. And David will be like, oh, okay.
0: I think it will go to the extreme <laughs> before she gets caught. I think we'll really take it there. We'll go full... Steph, Steph Scully stealing the baby Ooh. vibe I Ooh, think it'll be think? that I think we'll go there and then from there we'll This's get just, it sorted again,
1: I know we keep saying this in this week's episode but I think it's a real like it's a real achievement of the writers and, and the showrunners and the producers and everybody working on it that we've got loads of complex characters at the moment and yeah. a lot of them are guest characters like we've got some brilliant guest characters that arguably have got a much wider complexity to them than some of our recurring cast right yeah. now and that's not against actors that's as in like someone like aaron or david i feel like we've kind of done their stories. they're quite one-dimensional now mm. unlike scarlet who there's so many avenues we could go down with her the ex-husband could come back she could have kids she could have a husband still she could there's so many things that could happen and i'm like i think these are the characters we need like in the show all the time
0: i think considering we in a podcast earlier in the year we were talking about how there's way too many guest characters i actually now on reflection (laughs) go i think this has been the strongest year for guest roles on neighbors like don't ever give me the Udagawas ever again i don't need them but give me a scarlet every now and then i absolutely love it
1: and nanny alice you know meant to mention her again people like that i feel like the show have got it so right in terms of featuring guest characters when it suits. Mm. So as you said, hats off to them. I think we were quite critical of that. And so far I've been hugely impressed by what we've seen.
0: Alfie, I need to pause you for a second because um, we are kind of like halfway through the podcast, if not a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And really excitingly, we now have a sponsor. Oh yeah, we do. We do. Um, Really excited to finally have a sponsor. Um, We really believe in this sponsor. So we really want you as an audience to get behind it. Alfie, I'll let you deliver our sponsor this week.
1: Well, this week's sponsor is Laster's Hotel, Erinsborough, the perfect blend of home and away where our staff are just a friendly wave from your every desire. You can indulge in the day spa with treatments for all your wives or admire the views from the mezzanine floor, the perfect place to get legless with a cocktail or two. It's absolutely smashing. And all of the rooms for a limited time come with additional privacy features, including a hidden camera, perfect for that special getaway memory. So visit Lassiter's Erinsborough. We're only a footstep away.
0: Oh, thank you, and I've heard there's like twenty percent discount codes on Lasters at the moment. I think they're even ramping it in in the light of all the drama that's been going on. I think so you I think, can get a 90% I think, yeah, ninety percent discount at the moment. It's quite cheap at the moment. Get your get your Lasters in now if you want to stay. Thank you so much, and thank it's you okay. also for addressing um the fact that we have got hidden cameras.
1: Hidden cameras, yeah. I mean, we shouldn't, you know, uh dare I say, slag off our sponsor who have obviously given us a Australian dollar. dollar Australian dollar um, to get some Tim Tams
0: hidden cameras in the hotel who thought that we'd come back around to this old storyline I know 2016 we last saw the hidden camera storyline okay. and just to remind listeners if they've completely forgotten this was to do with Ryan Pruscoff, if they have. <laughs> who was Amy's previous employer at the cleaning business who
1: was that when she was the dirty maid
0: yes she yes. was doing it to make extra money and yeah. then he he did cameras to hold something against her in the end I believe he was paid off by Therese ah, okay. to have the hard drive that had all the footage on it and Therese took it away and he left because she thought paul was involved yeah and i think he left with a toad car and i think that was everything that i think that was Therese's last nail in the coffin but it's back do we think it's him
1: i don't know i mean we've just mentioned guest characters and there being so many he could come back that would make sense it's a weird one because we've just seen paul and Therese get back from honeymoon and actually typically in neighbours i feel this is the kind of time where we go or like the writers would go okay Let's just let them chill out. They kind of won't be in scenes for a little while Mm. just because, you know, we let them settle. A bit like Toadie with Sonia. Toadie went off to America to see Callum for a while. And and that's just classic soap, I think. Carl and Susan have a big storyline. They disappear for six months. That's kind of, you know, like the vibe. So weird that they've come back and they're straight into the throw of things, which I really like it. I didn't expect that at all. I don't have a clue what is going on with this storyline. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's dangerous though. And there's surely got to be some consequences because we're getting towards Christmas. So... You've got to start thinking big cliffhangers, surely.
0: Well, at first, I, I thought this would have something to do with Scarlet. And I only thought it because she's the yeah. psycho currently of, of Ramsey Street. So I thought well, maybe... And she gave Carl and Amy the room. Yeah, I was like, maybe she's involved. I don't know. Like, But then it does make sense for it to be to do with Amy, but maybe almost too convenient, considering the fact that Scarlet gifted them the room for the night. Mm. And then they just did it. And now he suddenly got some footage of her, like... Because we saw that clip of whoever it is, he, she, whoever... Yeah. Like, watching it from a laptop. And then you think, well, that seems all convenient if you've been waiting for Amy to be in there and we finally hit that, yeah, that mark. Yeah, that's very
1: true. Like, what would be the chance of them randomly doing that? And obviously, from the clip we've seen, the security card was like, there's no SD card in it. So that's either been removed or there was never one in there. You know, So it's, yeah, so it's all, like an inside job. It's all very odd. And Paul and Therese are quite nervous about this. They've had a little discussion and it featured what I can only describe as an iconic neighbour's flashback. How can you be so calm about all of this? Because I was in the same boat three years ago, remember? Maddie,
0: quick, get here. What creep secretly films people? Paul. You thought that was me? And you tried to threaten me with it. But you managed to handle it then, right? Who would put this here, and when? Ryan Prescott. He's done this before. I think he hired someone to seduce me so he could secretly film it. And we can do it again. We can We can handle this because it's salvageable, right? Yes, I hope so. Well, there were more cameras then. So there were six cameras
1: in total? Correct, but they've been removed now. Okay. So you think this might be one of them, that you've overlooked? Well, well, thorough, but it is a possibility just hope this is inactive because i tell you if this has been recording all of those years and somebody has the footage running us would be an understatement
0: (laughs) yeah oh big up madison robinson getting a credit Okay, sarah ellen what from a nerdy point of view because i work in production i'm really keen to know what that credit came with did she get credit and paid or was that just a phone call like by the way yeah, going to be in the credits.
1: Can anybody who works on the show please anonymously message us if you if you don't want to, you know, put your name? I don't think it's a weird thing. But why did she have to be credited, or is that like an Australian thing where it's it's a rights thing, or what was that?
0: Because as you said in the UK, that's not something we'd often well, do. Well, it's not something I've ever done. in a Production I've worked on, but literally when I'm in work tomorrow, I am going to like. Look through some contracts and find out whether that is something that in the does deal. get done. Yeah, but just it, really keen from a it, nerd point of view. Is it to
1: do view. with a, a period of time? Because we've we've had other flashbacks recently where we've seen uh, like Paul flashback um, and things like that. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. Weird, Maddie. I mean, I don't think there's enough hours in a day to discuss the demise of that character that could
0: have been so brilliant. We honestly should completely brush past it because it was such an iconic entrance. Oh. And if I talk about any of the other elements to her character slash story, I'm just going to be sad that an iconic entrance was then ruined. You know,
1: she is Kylie Minogue's daughter. Literally. And she couldn't have been more flat. She's a half Minogue. She's a half Donovan, half Minogue. And that's... That's something. That's what we got. Anyway, (laughs) more exciting news. Inside a soap magazine in the UK, we won big. And by we, I mean neighbours. And by neighbours, I mean Toadie and the show.
0: Yes, so good. Inside Soap Awards, 2019, Best Daytime Soap um, and Best Daytime Star, I believe it was, yeah, to Ryan Maloney. it was. Um, That's big, you know, that's so good. Big. Um, I'm really I pleased. Voted.
1: I voted. Um, and we were allowed this time, mm-hmm. so, you know. There's no off-com <laughs> no investigation. Drama this time. So I loved that. Um, congratulations to all cast and crew, of course, and the wonderful Ryan. Uh, very, very much deserved. And I'm so glad that he has got something after a bit of the stick he got about the Logies, which was just absolutely.
0: And also, after what I saw on Twitter this week about viewing figures and stuff, you know, yeah. these sorts of awards just show people like, say what you want about viewing figures, but the fans love it and will vote for it. And we voted more than any other fan for any of the other shows. So bore off.
1: Mm -hmm. And that brings us right the way back round to where we started, I think, today's episode with Reg uh, commenting that Soap is, you know, something that 20 million viewers tune into. And whilst it might not be 20 million combined nightly, I think that the viewers who do tune into Neighbours absolutely adore the show.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Like we said at the start, Reg has created an absolutely amazing show, 35 years going and just a sensation in Aussie drama. So. Thank you, Reg. Thank you, Neighbours. And well done for the Inside Soap Awards.
1: Yeah, something that we also wanted to pick up on uh, that I don't know if many of you are aware of is that in the UK, we have a different set of closing credits uh, on Neighbours. So we have the international credits with a a Channel 5 bumper. Um, So in Australia on a Friday, they will get the full credits, which include... Everybody from uh, the wonderful social media team to the producers to the writers to the catering to production to to lighting to grading to rigging to all the so, so important jobs that, you know, we even often brush over because there's so many things to talk about. And one thing that the international credits do is they shorten that. So it just has um, some of the kind of top tier names. Uh, And one of the things that that's lost over the last few years is actually a credit for Reg in the UK. Um, And I think something that, you know, now that he has passed as well is something that should really come back. Um, I think he was the real founder and the, the love behind Neighbours. And I think for it to be doing so well in the UK, we do have to say that, you know, it stands the test of time because of the work he put in at the very beginning and for many years so we'd really love for him to begin being credited full time in the uk and internationally if possible um so we're going to pop something on twitter this isn't some kind of mob we're not extinction rebellion we would love for channel 5 or freemantle in the uk to somehow help us make this happen um and you know what
0: they might be thinking the same thing as us Hopefully. As we said before when we were playing the podcast, Kate Oates, who's gone to work on EastEnders, she did the same thing with um, when she started on EastEnders. So, you know, this can easily happen for Neighbours. It's just a name to add to the credits. And as you said, considering he's passed, would be lovely to every single day that Neighbours is on, have a nod to the man who created the show that the audiences that tune in every day love and have loved for 35 years.
1: So in true Reg fashion, we are going to raise a glass of non-alcoholic beverage without a cigarette in hand. um, And we are going to toast to the wonderful man who created Neighbours and the wonderful, wonderful world that we love tuning into five days a week.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your ears very, very soon. Bye. Neighbours Should be there for one another That's when good neighbors
1: become friends.